Welcome to Zichud Daf Simanim Emerbeya Ram Goldhar, and today we're Mesechus Psachim Daf Kuf Yud Alf, the tenth parak Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara brings a brayso that says Shlosha Ein Mamatzin. There are three things that we may not allow to pass between, which the Rashbam explains means that one of these three things may not pass between two men, and we may not pass between them. And these are a kelav, a isha, a dog, a palm tree, and a woman. And some say also a pig, and some say also a snake. But Papa, as explained by the Rashbam, states that if one of these does pass between, one should say a series of psukim to begin and end with either the word kel, God, or lo, no. This is a reference to psukim Parsha's bulk, where Bill blesses Ben Israel and states that no harm will come to them and that they are worthy of bracha because there are no diviners or soothsayers among them. Point number two, the Gemara discusses a number of other ways in which a dikla, a palm tree, can endanger a person, including the following, which Rabbi Yitzhak taught. What is the meaning of that which is written, Though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a reference to one who sleeps in the shade of a lone palm tree or in the shade of the moon. The Gemara explains that it is only dangerous to sleep in the shade of a lone palm tree if there is no nearby palm tree whose shadow falls on the first one. The Rashbam explains that a demon working under a palm tree will move to another one that's nearby rather than harm someone who sleeps under the first tree. The Gemara then proves that this is only true in a field. In a courtyard, on the other hand, it's always dangerous to sleep under a lone palm tree. The Rashbam explains that if there's no room for the demon to leave because it's enclosed in the courtyard, it remains beneath the palm tree and harms the person. And point number three, the Gemara teaches that there are two Ketav demons, and each one is active during a different half of the day. The name of the one that's active before noontime is Ketav Meriri, and the name of the one that's active after noontime is Ketav Yashud Saharaim. So once when Abai was going along with Rapapa on his right side and Rav Huna braided Rav Yeshua on his left side, he saw a Ketamariri demon coming towards him on his left side towards Rav Huna braided Rav Yeshua. Abai switched Rapapa to his left side and put Rav Huna braided Rav Yeshua on his right. When Rapapa asked Abai why he was placed in harm's way and Abai seemingly had no concern for him, Abai responded, At shaita kamatlach, the times are propitious for you. The Rashbam explains that Abai meant that since Rapapa was wealthy and blessed with good fortune, he will not be harmed by a demon. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a price that says, There are three things that we may not allow to pass between, which the Rashbam explains means that one of these three things may not pass between two men. And we may not pass between them. And they are a kelv, a dekelv, a isha, dog, palm tree, and a woman. And some say a chazir, a pig, and some say a a snake. But Papa, as explained by the Rashbam, states that if one of these does pass between, one should say a series of psukim begin and end with either the word kel, God, or lo, no. This is a reference to psukim in Parsha's bulk, where Bilam blesses B'nai Israel and states that no harm will come to them and that they are worthy of bracha because there are no diviners or soothsayers among them. Point number two, the Gemara discusses a number of other ways in which a dikla palm tree can endanger a person, including the following, which Rabbi Yitzhak taught. What is the meaning of that which is written, Gamki elach begates al-mavis, Though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a reference to one who sleeps in the shade of a lone palm tree or in the shade of the moon. The Gemara explains that it is only dangerous to sleep in the shade of a lone palm tree if there's no nearby palm tree whose shadow falls on the first one. Rashbam explains that a demon working under a palm tree will move to another one that's nearby rather than harm someone who sleeps under the first tree. The Gemara then proves that this is only true in a field. 
In a courtyard, on the other hand, it's always dangerous to sleep under a lone palm tree. The Rosh explains that if there's no room for the demon to leave because it's enclosed in the courtyard, it remains beneath the palm tree and harms the person. And point number three, the Gemara teaches that there are two of demons, and each one is active during a different half of the day. The name of the one that's active before noontime is Ketav Miriri, and the name of the one that's active after noontime is Ketav Yashut Zaharai. So once when Abai was going on with Rapapa on his right side, and Rav Huna braid Rav Yishu on his left side, he saw a Ketamiriri demon coming towards him on his left side, towards Rav Huna braid Rav Yishua. So Abai switched Rav Papa to his left side and put Rav Huna braid Rav Yishua on his right. So Rav Papa asked Abai why he was placed in harm's way, and Abai seemingly had no concern for him, Abai responded, At Shatakamatlach. The times are propitious for you. The Rosh Pam explains that Abai meant that since Rav Papa was wealthy and blessed with good fortune, he'll not be harmed by demon. All right, so now we go to our Simverdaf Kufyadov, and our standard simon is a kayak. A kayak. So here goes. The demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women through the valley of death, where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees and the moon, was won by the billionaire scholar who was blessed with great fortune. Once again, in slow motion. The demonic kayak race. Kayak race? That must be run Duff Kufyadolov. The demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women, which reminds the Gemara brings a brace that says there are three things that may not pass between two men and that we may not pass between them. And they are the dog, the palm tree, and the woman. Some say also a pig, and some say also a nachash, a snake. Rapapa, as explained by the Rosh Bum, states that if one of these does pass between them, one should say a series of psukim that begin and end with the word kel, God, or lo, no. And this is referenced to psukim in Parshish Balak, where Bilam blesses B'nai Israel and states that no harm will come to them, and that they are worthy of bracha because there are no diviners or soothsayers among them. So the demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women, through the valley of death, where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees, and the moon, which reminds Rabbi Yitzhak taught, what's the meaning of the Pasuk, Gam ki elach mavis lo yirara ki imadi. Though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a reference to one who sleeps in the shade of a lone palm tree or in the shade of the moon. And the more explains that it is only dangerous to sleep in the shade of a lone palm tree if there is no nearby palm tree whose shadow falls on the first one. The Rashbam explains that a demon lurking under a palm tree will move to another one that's nearby rather than harm someone who sleeps under the first tree. The more then proves that this is only true in a field. In a courtyard, on the other hand, it's always dangerous to sleep under a lone palm tree. And the Rishbam explains that if there's no room for the demon to leave because it's enclosed in the courtyard, it remains beneath the palm tree and harms the person. So the demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women through the valley of death where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees and the moon, was won by the billionaire scholar who was blessed with great fortune. Which reminds the Gemara teaches that there are two of demons, and each one is active during a different half of the day. The one that's active before noontime is Ketav Miriri, and the one that's active after noontime is Ketav Yashud Saharaim. So once when Abai was going along with Rav on his right side, Rav Huna Rav Yishu on his left side, he saw a Ketav Miriri demon coming towards him on his left side, towards Rav Huna Rav Yishu. So Abai switched Rav to his left side and put Rav Huna Rav Yishu on his right. When Rapapa asked Abai why he was placed in harm's way, and Abai seemingly had no concern for him, Abai responded, Times are good for you. The Rashbam explains that Abai meant that since Rapapa was wealthy and blessed with good fortune, he will not be harmed by a demon.
So once again, the demonic kayak race, which required participants to pass between dogs, palm trees, and women, through the valley of death where people slept in the shade of lone palm trees, and the moon was won by the billionaire scholar who was blessed with great fortune. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Hazara. Daf Kufzain. So the simple Daf Kufzain is couscous. So here goes. The lavish couscous dish. Couscous dish? That must mean one Daf Kufzain. The lavish couscous dish prepared from Olav Malka was not touched. By the visiting rabbi, who was given dapir for Havdalah, which reminds us of the incident of a member traveling being given dapir for Havdalah, not wanting to make Havdalah in anything but wine, went to bed fasting. When it happened again the second year, he said, If so, beer is the wine of the province. He said Havdalah and he tasted some food. Rashbam explains that a member meant that because wine was regularly unavailable there, beer was the local equivalent and therefore suitable for Havdalah. And the Gemara discusses the suitability of several types of beer for Kiddush and Havdalah and brings some incidents about the ill effects that occurred after drinking some date beer. So the lavish couscous dish prepared from Malav Malka was not touched by the visiting rabbi who was given date beer for Havdalah and told to make sure he had a cheek full, which reminds us, says the Malchokas, how much wine must be tasted when making a bracha over a kos shel bracha, such as Kiddush, Havdalah, and Birchaz Amazon. The Tanakhama says a kolshu, and Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda says a cheek full, a mali lugma. Another brace is brought that supports the second opinion. So the lavish couscous dish prepared for Malav Malka was not touched by the visiting rabbi who was given date beer for Havdalah and told to make sure he had a cheek full and who was now in such pain that he couldn't even dream of eating Arab Pesach close to Mincha Katana. Which reminds us, it was a question when the Mishnah said that one should not eat Arab Pesach Samoch Mincha. Was that referring to Mincha Gadol or Mincha Katana? The Gemara explains that this issue revolves around the reason for the prohibition against eating close to Mincha. Is it because a meal at Mincha Kadol could be drawn out and cause a person to not bring the carbon Pesach, which must be brought that afternoon? Or is it because a later meal at Mincha Katana could cause a person to eat the matzah that night in a manner of Achila Gasa, excessive consumption? And the Rajbam explains that Achila Gasa is not halachically considered eating. The Gmor proves from Abraisa that Samachu Mincha Katana Tanan. The Mishnah states that one may not eat on Arab Pesach close to Mincha Katana. Daf Kufches, the simon is a pickpocket. So here goes. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be one duff. Kuvches. The pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder, which reminds us, it was stated that Rav Nachman said the cups of wine at the Seder require Seba, and it was stated that he said they do not require Seba. So the Gemara explains that there's no dispute and that they're referring to different cups. Some say the first two require leaning because the hashtahudaka because it's now that freedom begins, meaning the redemption is discussed over those cups. Others say the last two cups require leaning because it's at that time that freedom is a reality. The Gemara concludes, now that it was stated like this, and it was stated like this, both these two cups and these two cups require his seba. So the pickpocket reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine of the Seder was disappointed when all he found in the pockets of the reclining son and Talmud, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses who must lean. A woman in the presence of her husband does not need to do a seba, but if she's a prominent woman, she needs lean. The Rosh Mom explains that a woman does not typically lean because she's apprehensive in her husband's presence and subservient to him, whereas a prominent woman generally will eat reclining. A son in the presence of his father needs to do a seba. Rosh Mom explains that a son is not as subservient to a father as a man's wife is to him. And regarding a Talmud in the presence of his Rebbe, Abai said, when we were in the yeshiva of our master, referred to Rabbah, we would lean on each other's knees during the Seder, but when we came to the yeshiva of Rav Yosef, who became the head of the academy after Rabbi, he told us, you don't need to lean for more Rabbach Kamor Shemaim. The fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. So the pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder 
was disappointed when all he found in the pockets of the reclining sun and Talmud was a note with a reminder to have a nice cup and to drink most of it. Which reminds the Rav Yudin, the name of Shmuel, teaches several halachas about the Dalt Kosos, which the Gemara then explains. They must contain enough wine to produce a kos yafa, a nice cup. The Gemara, according to the version preferred by the Rashmam, explains, Hayin Raviz, this is Raviz. If you drink them pure, chai, meaning without adding water to the wine, he fulfilled the mitzvah, where Rava says, Yedei yain yatza, yedei cheres lo yatza. He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, but he didn't fulfill the obligation to act in a manner that expresses freedom. Rashmam explains that he didn't fulfill the mitzvah completely because wine must be diluted to be considered prominent. Rashmam notes that our wines do not need to be diluted. If he drank them all at once, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rav says, He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, whereas the Rosh Bum explains that this is the mitzvah of Simcha's Yantam, but he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Dal Kosos. And if he gave his children the members of his household to drink from them, he fulfilled his mitzvah. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak says, Only if he personally drank most of the cup. Daf Kuftes, the Simmer Daf Kuftes, is a Hatzala first aid kit. So here goes. Hatzala prepared a special Keep the Kitties Up for Seder kit. Hatzala kit? That must be more on Daf. Kuftes. Hatzal prepared a special Keep the Kitties Up for Seder kit packed with parched grain, walnuts, and a matzah grabber, which reminds the Gemara brings different prices on how to keep the children up for the Seder. Rebuta says that we give children clios of egos in parched grain and walnuts so that they'll not sleep and they'll ask questions. Rebuta says, Chotfin matzahs b'leil psachim, we snatch matzahs on the night of Pesach for the benefit of the children so they shouldn't fall asleep. The Rosh Bum's preferred explanation is that this means that we prevent children from eating too much matzah and becoming drowsy as a result. Alternatively, we remove the Seder plate from the table to prompt the children to ask why. And Rabbi Kiva would tell his Talmudim to stand up and leave the base of Midrash Ere Pesach so that the Talmudim would go home early to ensure that their children nap during the day or or so that they could begin the Seder before the children would go to sleep. He also told them to leave the base of Midrash on the Yom Kippur so that the Talmudim should feed their children. So, Hatzal prepared a special Keep the Kitties Up for Seder kit, packed with parched green walnuts and a matzah grabber, while they gave out their parents free hangers for new clothing, which reminds us that we learn from the Pazak of a Samach Bechagecha, a man is obligated to gladden his children and the members of his household on Yantav. How does he gladden them? With wine. Rabbi Yudah says, Anashim lahem, anashim lahem. Men with what's appropriate for them, and women with what's appropriate for them. The Gemara explains that wine is appropriate to gladden men, and Rabbi Yosef explains that new clothing is appropriate to gladden women. In Babel, it was with colored garments, and in Eretz Yisrael, it was with white pressed linen garments. Rabbi Yudah ben Becerra says, Bezman Mikdash Kayam, Ein Babasar. When the base of Mikdash stands, the midst of rejoicing is fulfilled only to bring an offering and eating its meat. But now that the base of Mikdash does not stand, the mitzvah of rejoicing is fulfilled only through drinking wine. So Hatzal prepared a special Keep the Kitties Up for Seder kit, packed with parched grain walnuts and a matzah grabber, while they gave out their parents free hangers for new clothing and a custom two fingers reviews measure to be used for the arbicosos. Which reminds us, the Rav Chista defines the liquid measure of Raviz by describing the size of the space that a Raviz occupies. Raviz shall Torah etzbaim al etzbaim, barum etzbaim vechetzi etzba vechomish etzba. The Raviz of the Torah is two fingers by two fingers, with a height of two fingers, half a finger, and a fifth of a finger, or two by two by 2.7 etzbaos. Rav Chista derives this from a Bryce that teaches that because a mikvah must be able to contain a person's entire body at one time, it must be an amma by an amma with a height of three ammas. And the Chami determined that an area of that size contains 40 saw. Applying the same ratio, Rav Chista concluded that an area of 2 by 2 by 2.7 esbaos contains a revise. Daf Kuf Yud, the similar Daf Kuf Yud, is a gold key ceremony. So here goes. While the guests are drinking four cups of wine at the double gold key ceremony, Gold key ceremony, that must be run, Duff. Kuf Yud. 
While the guests drinking four cups of wine at the double gold key ceremony were protected from Mazikin as Birchus Kohanim was recited, which reminds us, on Duff Kuftes on base, Gamor introduced the concept of zugos, pairs, that one should not do certain activities such as eating or drinking in pairs. This means that one should not eat an even number of the same food or an even number of the same beverage. Rabbein Nabaki writes that the avoidance of pairs is a concrete expression of our rejection of dualism. The heretical belief that there are two deities. Eating in pairs enables demons or sorceresses to harm a person. On our doubt, Rav Chis and Rav Baravuna were Olimi and both said, Shalom Latovim Mitzarif, Lara Lomitzarif. Shalom, meaning the seventh cup, which corresponds to the seventh word in the last bracha of Birchus Gaon, combines with the other six cups you drink for good, but does not combine with drinking an eighth cup for bad. Therefore, there is no danger in drinking eight cups. The Rashbam explains that since the Kishbarach who chose to convey his brachas to the Jewish people through the seventh word, Shalom, no harm in the world can come of it. The Gemara brings Rabbah and Rav Yosef by the fifth word of the middle bracha, Vichunaka, the same way, and that therefore there's no harm in drinking six cups. And then Abai and Rabbah by the third word, Vishmarecha, in the first bracha, similarly, and that there is therefore no harm in drinking four cups. Rashbam explains that as the harmful effects of Zugos diminished from generation to generation, the Rabban ruled more leniently. So while the guests drinking four cups of wine at the double gold key ceremony were protected from the Zikin as Birchus Kohanim was recited, the table of demon phobes, which reminds us, which reminds us that more presents the general rule that demons will only be particular to harm someone who's overly concerned with the issue of Zugos, but even someone who's not particular about the issue should take basic precautions. So while the guests at drinking four cups of wine at the double gold key ceremony were protected from Mazikin as Birchus Kohanim was recited, the table of demon phobes who got carried away and drank 18 cups were in for a source for a surprise. Which reminds us, in addition to the danger from Mazikin demons that Zugos poses, they also expose a person to danger from Kshafim, Sorcery. The Gemara teaches that while even numbers of pairs such as 10, 8, 6, and 4 are safe nowadays with respect to Mazikin, these numbers and even higher numbers are still dangerous with respect to Kshafim. The Gemara illustrates with the story of the woman who performed sorcery on her ex-husband whenever he would drink wine in her second husband's store. Her efforts were usually unsuccessful because he made sure not to drink Zugos. But one time when he lost track after drinking 16 cups, he drank an even number of cups and her sorcery caused him to burst. Alright, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus Three bonus questions from Masechus Brachas Shabbos in Erevin. Number one, which stuff do we discuss whether wives, sons, and Talmidim do Heseba at the Seder? That's on Duff. Kufchas. Good. Number two, which stuff do you know that demons typically harm people who are overly concerned about them? That's on Duff. Kufyud. Good. Number three, which stuff do you know that one should not pass between two dogs, palm trees, or women? That's on Duff. Kafiyadolov. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we want two different opinions whether Rav Nachman meant the first two cups are drunk with a sable or the last two cups are? That's on Duff. Kufchas. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we want the sim for a man on Yantiv is drinking wine whereas for a woman it's having new clothing? That's on Duff. Kufchas. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we want the one should not sleep under a lone palm tree if there's no other palm tree whose shadow falls on the first? That's on Duff. Kofiadolov. Good. Number seven. Which of the one that the revius measure is two by two by 2.7 at Zbaos? That's on Duff. Kuftas. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that one has until Tuesday night to make Abdallah? That's on Duff. Kuvav. Good. Number nine. Which of the one that Abai was not concerned about Rapapa being harmed by the Ketamariri demon because they don't typically harm people who are blessed with great fortune? That's on Duff. Kufyadov. Good number 10. Which of them in the Kishuk does work against Zugos, including higher numbers than 10, which is illustrating the story of the sorceress and her ex-husband? That's on Duff. 
Kufiyot. Excellent. All right, now the three bonus questions. Number one, which chapter in the Talmud Chachamim bring Shalom into the world? That's on Dav. Good. Number two, which chapter in the Tefillin straps must come from kosher hides? That's on Dav. Chavches and Shavas. Good. Number three, which chapter the question whether one mentions Rosh Chodesh in the Rosh Hashanah Davening? That's on Dav. Memon Excellent. All right, that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.